1: and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Wednesday. Thank you for tuning in here today, live and on demand here on Blaze TV radio and podcast. My name is Steve Dace. His name is Todd and His name is Aaron McIntyre. You have your own name, which one day we may see or learn. If you email the show, steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. You can like us on Facebook for now, MeWe, Parlor and Gab. You look for Steve Dace there or at Steve Dace Show on Getter or Twitter for now. Uh, And then you can also get clips of the show over at rumble.com slash Steve Dace Show. That is rumble.com slash Steve Dace Show. I should mention if I'm going to complain on the air when they're not responsive for four and a half weeks. I I finally posted something about this on Twitter yesterday about getting no response from Truth Social. Sure enough, I got a response back in a couple of hours. So we are finally getting somewhere. I mean, I got to make sure, man, I get my spot on the teat, bro, because the purge is on like Donkey Kong over at Twitter right now, right? So I hope, have you, I haven't even asked the two of you, have you guys uh, all got your uh, spots over there at Truth Social figured out? I have, yeah. Got yours? No. Might want to get on that puppy. All right. Because. Sounds like I have four weeks, though. <laughs> just wait two weeks. Dude, if that was the slogan for true social, just wait curve. two weeks. Oh, my. Oh, my. I, you know, let's just stop. Stop right now. Is it going to be ready in time for uh, Easter? <laughs> stop right. Stop it. Stop it. All right. Stop it. All right. So anyway, back to regular order here on the program. That was my fault. I took that detour. I should have known better. You should have. I should have. And then you guys took us right into a ditch. So let's stop. All right. So coming up on today's show, the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation will join us. Daniel Horowitz. Uh, we will play buy, Seller hold. There are some follow-up questions to a recent controversy that I think um, we would be remiss as a program if we did not attempt to address them. Uh, so we will do so here at the bottom of the hour. Uh, also, keep in mind that uh, they're still lying about COVID. Now they're admitting that they already were exaggerating the child deaths, which already were statistically small. Now they're saying they've overcounted by tens thousands of more deaths. Have you seen, we haven't even gotten to this yet. I've not looked in what's, if it's in the rundown yet, Aaron. Um, so forgive me, but the Lancet, you know, the official scientific journal of the spirit of the age is now came out with a study a few days ago on what the with the estimated infection fatality rates were by state in the U S pre jab, pre jab. And the worst state in the country was Vermont. That was the one state that I got a bunch of lefty blue check marks kept tweeting at me it was the state that proved that lockdowns work. It had the worst infection fatality rate of any state in the country pre-jab, according to, according to the Lancet. Hey, man, this is I'm just pulling a Candace Owens. This is your data. Right. When they came back at her, the New York Times fact checkers. Um, where are you getting? Your information on this. And she gave them, she sent them their own links. That's just so good. She sent them their own links. Oh, that is so well played. Um, This is their data. It's their data that showed the most locked down honorific state in the union pre-jab was the state that ended up with the highest infection fatality rate. Here's why all this matters again. You just can't trust these people. You can't trust the system as much as you can. Take your health into your own hands. You never know what new variant they're going to cook up. Also, things like the flu and other things going around. The Z-Stack formula is is, a, is an effective preemptive supplement for any of those kinds of ailments. If you want to try it right now from our our friend, Dr. Vladimir Zelenko, he helped, uh, or Trump credited him, him really, with uh, a successful early treatment protocol for hydroxychloroquine, it is kosher, GMP certified, all of it made right here uh, in the U.S. of A. Zinc, quercetin, vitamin C, D, all put into now one compound. So you don't have to take four or five of these a day, and you get a discount on your first order right now. When you go to Z as in zebra, zstacklife.com slash DACE, use the promo code DACE. Zstacklife.com slash DACE, use the promo code DACE to get a discount on your first order. And with that, we must begin, as always, with Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away.
0: What happened while we were away brought to you by day two of the confirmation hearings for SCOTUS nominee Contangi Jackson, who was asked about a light sentence she gave to a heroin trafficker.
1: I, I asked a simple question. Did you
0: contact the victims in his case or not?
2: Senator, Mr. Young was not released. His sentence was reduced, and I did not contact the victims
0: in and his that case because there another- were no victims. He committed uh,
2: a crime, a drug crime. There were no identifiable victims in his case.
1: Drug crime is not a victimless crime. 100,000
0: Americans were killed by overdoses. Understood. Ted Cruz pressed her once more on her light sentencing pattern for child pornographers.
1: Every single case,
2: 100% of them, when prosecutors came before you with child pornography cases, you sentenced the defenders to, to substantially below, not just the guidelines, which are way higher, but what the prosecutor asked for on average of these cases 47.2% 47.2% less.
0: Senator Marsha Blackburn asked this really hardball question.
1: Uh, can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition?
0: Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I can't. You can't?
1: N- not in okay. this context. <laughs> so I'm not a biologist. Of the-
0: we found a biologist for you, Miss Jackson.
1: Boys have
2: a penis, girls
0: have a vagina. <laughs> Thanks for the tip. Moving on, and All I Do is Win update, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis issued a proclamation yesterday that Emma Wyant, a Florida native and runner-up to a dude in the women's 500-yard freestyle event at the NCAA championships last weekend, is indeed the rightful champion of said event speaking of florida a walkout was staged at disney world to protest the state's anti-groomer bill
2: well we did see one protester earlier at the disney entrance at hotel plaza boulevard tuesday lone cast member nicholas Maldonado protested disney's response to what critics call florida's don't say gay bill <laughs>
0: And now this. Here's Dr. Liana Wen of CNN, high priestess of the branch Covidian cult. On September 10th of last year.
2: I think we really need to
0: make it clear that there are privileges associated with being an American. That if you wish to have these privileges, you need to get vaccinated. Travel and having the right to travel interstate—it's not a constitutional right, as far as I'm, as far as I know—to to um, to, to, uh, to board a plane. And so saying that if you want to stay unvaccinated, that's your choice. But if you want to travel, you better go get that vaccine. Here's what Leanna Wen tweeted last night. For those who don't agree that the vaccinated can return to a pre-pandemic normal, I ask, what should we do? Perpetual masking? Forever not dining out? Avoiding large weddings and indoor gatherings, etc.? Virtually everything has risk, and zero COVID is not a viable strategy. New York Times op-ed, we will forget much of the pandemic, that's a good thing. Hillary Clinton and Jen Psaki are the latest triple-jabbed fools to catch COVID. For Psaki, it's her second time in about the last five months. And finally, police in New York City are looking for this neo-Nazi white supremacist who was caught on security cameras drawing a swastika on a Manhattan building. For those of you listening, the guy we're looking at, well, I think Clayton Bigsby. And that's what happened Well, we were away.
1: And you gave me a Clayton Bigsby reference at the end? My all-time favorite Dave Chappelle skit in what might be the funniest seven minutes in the history of American television? God bless us, everyone. <laughs> that was a phenomenal montage. Made me laugh several times, including the one Disney employee who walked out. I just I laughed out like... loud watching that here in the studio. Good stuff. Uh, Aaron's montage brought to you by our friends over at Bonner Private Wines. These are imported wines phenomenal wines todd's favorite product that we promote here on the show okay uh and they don't cost an arm or a leg either they are created made fermented grown uh deep in the andes mountains up at about nine thousand feet of elevation families that have been at this for a couple of centuries now and you can get these rare wines at half off the retail price and You'll get half off the shipping as well. Phenomenal red wines. We all like them. Todd loves them. All right. Uh, Supplies are limited, though. Uh, You don't need a promo code uh, to take advantage of this double offer. Half off the wines, half off the shipping when you go to BonnerPrivateWines.com slash Steve. That's all you got to do. Bonner Private Wines. Wines, plural. BonnerPrivateWines.com slash Steve. Today for the Overtime. We are right now in real time on my Twitter account at Steve Day Show. We are conducting a snap poll. And for the overtime today, we will be discussing and analyzing the results. The poll question today is Who do you trust more, Sean Hannity or Joe Rogan? We will have the results. You can vote in this poll if you are, uh, and if you have access to Twitter, you can go to my Twitter account at Steve Day Show to vote on this if you would like. We will be analyzing these results. This vote is going on right now at Steve Day Show on Twitter. That is today's overtime. What our Twitter following has to say about that question. Who do you trust more, Sean Hannity or Joe Rogan? We'll get into that today, later today, when we record the overtime for you after the program at blazetv.com slash dace. That's where you'll be able to go to download it later after we upload it later. Uh, blaze slash dace is also where you can go to become a subscriber to Blaze TV today so you don't miss that or any of the other exclusive content we do each and every day right here at Blaze TV. All right. Let us now, then, therefore, let us get to the montage. and. I had somebody um, who's a friend of mine uh, that doesn't like Ted Cruz, by the way. I don't, just doesn't care for him personally. Agrees with him politically, just doesn't care for him personally. Doesn't think he's all that gift of a politician. Uh, I Worked in the Trump White House. He texted me yesterday during the uh, Judge Jackson. That wasn't a testimony. That was a deconstruction. I mean, I've seen Ted do this before, so I wasn't surprised. But he tested me yesterday, texted me yesterday said, I know um, you probably don't expect to hear this from me, but he's just killing this. I mean, he, this, is, this is phenomenal um, exposure and content that he is pulling out of this from a testimony standpoint. With now, now, Ted was a, went to law school with Judge Jackson. And what I find funny is, we just played a clip yesterday on Fake News or Not, with somebody who for a long time was one of the most respected legal minds on the right, Andrew McCarthy at national review, right? Mm -hmm. Criticizing Josh Hawley for, Hey, this is, you know, basically demagoguery. He all but called Josh Hawley. Andrew McCarthy did a demagogue for raising the issue of, of judge Jackson being soft on pedos, right? Mm -hmm. We played that clip. It's on yesterday's show, correct? And then lo and behold, even people that don't like Ted or think he is a particularly gifted politician, will admit there's nobody on our side that when it comes to playing the role of prosecutor is better nobody is and what is it though that of all the things he could have hammered judge jackson for yesterday of all the things he could have hammered her for and 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 guys i'm just telling you ted has his faults but the guy really won't make anything up at times his desire to absolutely be able to prove what he is saying has some form of accuracy gets to, the, gets to the points of tediousness. Like we will comment on things after that cycle's already gone because of his desire to not be seen as, well, what Andrew McCarthy was accusing Josh Alley of being uh-huh. a demagogue, right? So I find it fascinating because I also know Ted well enough to know the only person on the the only the only elected or former elected official on the right who watches more and pays more attention to what goes on in the media than Donald Trump is Cruz or maybe Trump more than Cruz. It's a close race. All right. So I'm I promise you that Ted is fully aware that Andrew McCarthy, someone he's known for many years, was on Fox News as their chief legal analyst. Claiming that going after this issue was dem- by Holly was demagoguery. I promise you, Ted was aware of that. Promise you, that's true. So for him to then say, "All right, Josh, I'll take it from here." Now, now the now the professional litigators will get involved. For him to choose that issue to go after her, when there are there are certainly other issues he could have chosen. For him to choose that one tells you that despite what a lot of the fake right tried to tell us the last couple of days, there's a lot of there there. A lot of there there. Haven't we at times been frustrated over the last couple of years when it comes to COVID, Ted not wanting to get ahead of the curve or be seen as taking any chances, right? We've expressed that to each other publicly and privately. I'll express that privately to Ted myself. I'm just telling you, he's not a guy. I worked with, I worked for him for six months on an intimate level. I have known him for several years. He will not go off half-cocked on something if he doesn't really think he can go with it all the way to the point of frustration. And that's often why he comes across to people as being like programmed and too on, right? Because... He doesn't do anything spontaneous, guys. He doesn't. That's why we all got a big kick out of the Trump campaign in 2016, pretending he was some kind of ladies' man. I was like, Ted, man, can you show more of that charisma on the debate stage, brother? All right? I'd like to see more of that magnetism out on the campaign trail. <laughs> okay? Um, so, Andrew McCarthy should frankly be embarrassed. I'll just say it. He should just be embarrassed. I know that you were always more of an NRO guy than me, even though you let go of that shibboleth a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. But is that going too far? About me? No, about McCarthy. Oh,
2: no, he should. And this is, I think this is David French in his ear and trying to
1: navigate that world. And you know what? And let's be honest about what it's all about. Let's not fulfill the Democrat talking points by being too tough on a black person on camera. But let's be honest. We all know that's what it's about. That's my point. That's what it's about. And so I'm just telling you, I know Ted Cruz well enough to know the fact that he chose that subject matter and dude came with the receipts. Now that is the Ted Cruz. I know like, Hey, I need you guys to like go through the archives of on gravy and of everything I've ever said on this issue to make sure I don't contradict myself. All right. The dude came with charts, visual graphs and AIDS. Okay. He did his homework on this and yet On Fox and other places, they were trying to preemptively say, no, no, that's not an issue. Get the bleep out of here, all y'all. And Andrew McCarthy, frankly, ought to be ashamed of himself for running preemptive cover for this woman based on what Ted unveiled yesterday. He ought to be ashamed. And none of us should be shocked that the party of groomers is nominating for the U.S. Supreme Court... Somebody soft on pedos. Anybody shocked? Raise your hand if you're just stunned at this admission. Stunned. The only thing you ought to be stunned by is how quickly some people like Mr. McCarthy went out there to shoot their wad and blow their credibility deflecting for this woman. I've followed McCarthy's work long enough to know he also doesn't tend to do things half cocked. He clearly did here. He clearly needed to get the NRO spin of don't don't look like a racist. He clearly did not do his homework. You, you may not always agree with Andrew MacArthur. You will not catch him doing sloppy scholarship. Fair? Yeah. This is sloppy. Which just goes to show this is just all bowing to the spirit of the age. Dude didn't do his homework. Because Senator Cruz brought the brought the damn receipts yesterday and dropped the hammer. Let me tell you, though, what else we should not be shocked about. Hey, I get it, man. I I I couldn't resist chiming in myself. If you can't define a woman, how do you know you are one? Earlier in her Supreme Court confirmation testimony, she affirmed a woman's right to choose. If you can't define a woman, how do we even know what what a, what 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 choices they have a right to? Right? Those things, and we should be clubbing those things. I'm not saying we should not be. We should be hammering those things and and relentlessly. But for the last, well, basically 50 years, but my entire career, the right in America said that when the Supreme Court pretended to not know what a baby was, it was the law of the land, right? And for those of us who said we shouldn't treat it as such, we were radicals who had to be driven out of this movement, Right. right? Yeah. When the court pretended to not know what a constitution was, well, that's the new law of the land and we have to follow it. Vote Republican for better judges, right? Right. Right. Then, then when the court decided to not know what a marriage is, well, I mean, that's the new law of the land and we can't do anything about that. And in fact, we should just move on from that divisive issue and prove that we're even more gay. We're even more pro-gay marriage than the Democrats are, right? That was a talking point. Right. Yeah, right. This is on brand. This was no. She made no great revelation yesterday. Hell, of the three judges Trump appointed, Gorsuch is the best, and it's not even close. Even he voted to codify the gender garbage into law a couple years ago. Remember, he's probably the second best judge we have in the court right now, next to Thomas. He voted to codify the gender garbage into law. Let us not pretend. Let, let let's stop pretending. Let us not, let us not pretend that pretending to not know fundamental facts and things and concepts of Americana, as Judge Jackson did yesterday, with not knowing how to define a woman, let us not pretend as if this is a new thing for the United States Supreme Court. If anything... A hundred and sixty years ago, the US Supreme Court pretended to not know that Dred Scott, a black man, was a person. A hundred and sixty years later, we have come full circle. We will put a black person on the Supreme Court who will pretend to not know what a woman is. Because she previously pretended to not know what a border is, what a law is, what a constitution is, what a baby is, what a marriage is. Let us not, let us stop pretending. Pretend versus pretend just equals more pretend. Let's be real here. That's practically the most qualifying answer that she gave. Looking at what the last 50 year history of the U.S. Supreme Court is a pretend to not know fundamental facts. I pretend to not know for 6,000 years. We, we, no one knew what a marriage was anywhere in all of, Ameri- of all of human history until five justices at the U.S. Supreme Court in Windsor and then Obergefell came along to clarify it for us. We didn't know what a baby was until seven justices and Roe v. Wade came along to tell us. We couldn't know what a border was until a majority of Supreme Court justices came along in Plyler versus Doe to tell us. Actually, that was a federal court. We have been allowing these justices to pretend to not know things that they, then then we will then not pretend, but really comply with my whole life. Yep. And all of yours, and certainly all of Aaron's. Let us not pretend that this is a new thing. If anything, with that answer, Judge Jackson showed that she's absolutely going to fit in with the United States Supreme Court. Gentlemen, your thoughts. To your point
2: right there, how can we not know fundamental facts from a Roman's one perspective on any level, though spiritual, biology and uh, anyway, any way shape or form. And then Point to trust the experts mm-hmm. on any level mm-hmm. how because what are you an expert in where where were the building blocks what did you build towards that expertise from if you can't even do one plus one equals two it's an absurd notion which why yesterday was such a tragedy it's a tragedy for law it's a tragedy for women it's a tragedy for black america to, to have to look at that As the sum total of breaking through ceilings, what have you, I swear to God, Christine Blasey Ford was a more credible witness in the Kavanaugh (laughs) hearing than this judge was. Tell me I'm wrong.
0: You know, uh, the the phrase, we're not a nation of laws and we never have been. We're a nation of political will and we always will be. We're not a nation of, of, uh, of, um. Words or meanings behind words, and we never were. We really never were. We're just a nation. And really, this is true of every single uh, nation or state uh, in history. It's always reality versus the upside down. Really is. At some point along the way, enough of our countrymen. Enough of our countrymen really couldn't because even though they might have said it with their mouths, they really didn't believe or at least not have the fortitude enough to defend it. What actually is a woman? So, yeah, she's qualified for the court because the court has this pattern, but she's qualified because she's ultimately a reflection of a lot of us who may say, yeah, a woman is a woman, is a man, is a man. But when it comes down to brass tacks, we're like all of the, um, what's a what's a dad? Uh, what's a dad, NCAA uh, women's swimmers? What is that? Because at the end of the day, there's not enough fortitude and there's not enough will to actually defend what words mean. So, yeah, it's not a shock from the standpoint that the Supreme Court hasn't known what a human being is for the last 50, 100 years or so. But it's also not a shock because a lot of us haven't known that either, or at least have acted like we haven't known that. Hence the reason why we're looking, what, 40, almost 50 years later, finally repealing the most heinous, the most heinous law, law, really just a blog post that this nation has ever known in Roe v. Wade. Case in point, how can we expect, how can we be surprised that a Supreme Court nominee doesn't know what a woman is when we haven't been successfully defining what a life is to begin with it's really uh, a shame on us really corporately as a as a country that that we're in this position but it should not be
1: surprising at all what's worse judge jackson saying she doesn't know what the definition is which is a lie of course or the amount of people we have voted for who will verbally tell you they know what the definition is and then do nothing of any substance whatsoever in order to confirm and defend that definition. What is worse?
2: What's worse? The fool or the fool who follows him as we once queried.
1: Exactly. I think that, for too long, we've been a movement. Um, or for too long, we've been talking points in search of a movement. What we what we need to be is a movement in search of talking points. Do you see what I'm see what I'm saying here? Yeah. That we used to this used to be referred to as uh, we just want to own the libs. All right, we're, we're we're talking points in search of a movement. We're all yeah, we're no combo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just it. hey, hey. Let's let's all have our you know hashtags and laugh and share at the water cooler at work. That the Democrats' Supreme Court nominee doesn't know what a what a woman is. And then let's just go ahead and make sure that we um you know listen if you don't vote for the Indiana governor who doesn't know what a woman is either um who's a Republican then you just hate America and want the Democrats to win right mm-hmm. yeah if you don't vote for the Utah governor who doesn't know what a woman is then you just, you know, hate America and want the Democrats to win, right? Right. See, who's the fake news here? That's why I'm telling you, that's the most sincere thing she said yesterday. That's the most qualifying thing she said, if we're being brutally honest. This is actually why I, I, was, I taped an episode uh, with Ali Stuckey, our colleague, for her show before we went on the air today. And of course, we got into um, the Dave Rubin controversy which we're going to talk more about here in a few minutes because there's some good follow-up questions on that. I think we should address, but I said to her, that is the most, that controversy and the discussion that happened internally within our company and then externally about our company is the most honest conversation that has taken place either to or from the American right in the 15 years I've worked in this business full-time and maybe longer. In fact, I can't think of a more... I can't think... What would be the second most honest conversation, guys, off the top of your head? I, I, nothing. If, if that, because if, that, if we're saying that that's true real honesty, mm-hmm. then there's not, we haven't had any real conversations that really... And often when you try to have real conversations, well, that's my pet shibboleth. So we're going to try to have more of that real conversation here in a moment. back here on the Steve Day Show on Blaze TV radio and podcast. You know, folks, bigger trouble could be coming. Make sure you're prepared with our friends over at My Patriot Supply. Right now, they're offering their emergency food kit. Now good for, what is it, up to, what now, three months uh, to make sure that you are ready to go uh, in case, hey, that could never happen here. Happens here once more food that stays fresh for up to 25 years with the proper storage breakfast, lunch, dinner, even drinks and snacks are included. So you get the full 2000 calories plus a day that you need for you and everyone in your household right now. If you want that peace of mind to know that you are taken care of, you can save 150 bucks and get free shipping if you get this at preparewithdace.com that's my special website to get the discount preparewithdace.com don't get left behind at preparewithdace d-e-a-c-e preparewithdace.com so so We've gotten a lot of feedback to what we discussed on Monday as it relates to the controversy surrounding uh, our colleague Dave Rubin and and probably more so the tweet that was sent from the official company Twitter account congratulating him uh, and uh, his husband, quote unquote, uh, with a surrogacy president or, or pregnancy of not twins, but two different women, correct? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, if I remember right. Okay. And that touched off a firestorm of, uh, as it should have, uh, what do we believe, what should we believe, what should we affirm, what do we affirm, or not. Uh, On Monday, uh, over the weekend, when much of this controversy was brewing, we were off, obviously, Thursday, Friday, and then over the weekend, but we shared, uh, on all my socials, I shared Delano uh, Delano Squire's piece, which is phenomenal, uh, kind of pushing back on this. Uh, the video from our colleague Ali Stucky. You did a phenomenal job pushing back on this. And so I, when when I came on Monday, I had my own thoughts. And then when we got a question about it for the Ask Me Anything, I kind of pushed back on a more on a on a more of a meta level. <clears throat> are we sure we really want to have honest conversations about what we endorse and what we don't, and who our standard bearers are, right? And several of you emailed me and thought that uh, that wasn't a sufficient answer. And you and you wrote me books, basically, in response, which, God bless you, I love you, I just don't have the time to read. I, the volume of email we get now as a show, I used to, you know, when we were on 9 o'clock to midnight on 75 radio stations across the country, which is not insignificant, but nothing compared to the audience we have now, I did have the time to read your books and respond with maybe a chapter and verse of my own. I just don't have that time any longer. So I, I asked several of you that I thought... I could tell at the beginning of your notes, these are very thoughtful pushbacks. I asked several of you, hey, could you boil this down to a couple of questions, a pithy statement that you want us to respond to? Because we would like to address your clarifications. And I want to get to Katie, who I thought did the the best job of this. Okay. Because I think from a show integrity standpoint, there are some pushbacks that we should respond to. Okay. So here's the first one that she says. Isn't the reason why some people um, are are have ridiculed Mayor Pete, but not David Rubin, is because it's easier to criticize somebody you don't like and harder to criticize somebody you do. That's true in human nature in general. That's why I've tried not to have a lot of friends. <clears throat> it's because it's I don't like criticizing people I like because I'm human and not Vulcan, and so I I couldn't find a way around. That Other than just to don't have a lot of friends, which frankly comes naturally for me, unfortunately. But um, in the case, I I can't speak for everybody else. But we didn't ridicule Dave Rubin before this announcement either. And we didn't uh, we didn't change our definition of marriage for Dave Rubin before this announcement either, did we? No, no. So I can only speak for me and my show. Um, here's why I didn't ridicule Dave Rubin before this announcement or after because, um, I don't agree with Dave Rubin about several very important things. He's not a human fraud. What we ridicule on this show are frauds. The, the parrot, the, the, the parody that you and I put together at Christmas over the jab Mm -hmm. was all about exposing fraud. The reason that we made cracks about, uh, I didn't even intend to do that. The reason why we made cracks about Pete Buttigieg's um, identity is because it's the only thing about him that is remotely remarkable. If, if How many times did we try? We had the substantive conversation. If he did not identify as homosexual, would he be as the mayor of a white male mayor of a of a, a podunk town like South Bend, Indiana, be considered a serious Democratic presidential candidate? And the answer was, of course, what? No, no. Course. The whole the whole basis for his candidacy is that he likes to have sex with men. There, there was literally no other qualification. Um, what's his qualifications as Secretary of Transportation? South Bend, Indiana, is about forty miles in the middle of nowhere, outside of Chicago and Gary, Indiana. You can't get the direct route there, like anywhere.
2: And the thing about David's so
1: interesting—he
2: overcame that. In order, that thing that yes, just dominates everybody's identity. Correct. To take all manner of issues on their own merits.
1: Correct. That's why we lit. Why do we ridicule Lindsey Graham about? Uh, his sexuality, because he's lying about it. He's a fraud, and everything about Lindsey Graham's a fraud, and he has no business representing a state like South Carolina. What we rag on this show is frauds. R D I Z Q doesn't matter what damn letters after their name. If you're a fraud, you're going to get clipped here from noon to two Eastern on this program. So that's what I go after: are frauds, regardless of anything. That's why we will mock fake evangelical leaders. They're frauds. We go after frauds. Next question she asks, has the reluctance of people, not just public figures, but everyone, to criticize others allowed for the erosion of morality in society that we're seeing now? It's the other way around. The erosion of morality has led to the lack of criticism. I was just talking with Allie Stuckey about this on her show this morning. So make sure you listen when it comes out later today. There's a, every one of our homes has been tainted by the sexual revolution. None of us have, I, there, can, you, there cannot possibly be. If the standard is to even look upon another person with lust is the same as committing adultery. If that's God's standard, then I don't know how anybody who has eyesight has not violated it, given what is predominant in our culture today before we even get to things like hardcore pornography, right? Mm-hmm. So none of us have kept this standard. None of us are qualified to do it. I, I, people th- hey, you know what? Uh, I've got to ha- have a gay loved one. So I, 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 don't, I feel like I'm compromised in this area. Uh, my wife went to bed early last night. We've been fighting and I found myself again uh, on Pornhub. I, I, I just don't feel like I can get up the next day and comment on this. First of all, um, we applaud your, those attempts at some form of self-awareness. Those are good things. To be doing an assessment of your own life, those are good and godly things to be doing. But that that your self-awareness can be an idol too. Because if the standard is, until I reach ultimate morality, I cannot ever co- comment on what is or isn't moral, when will you be qualified to comment on ultimate? Then do you think, Todd? Uh, probably never. Never will be the And 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 everyone within the sound of my voice... If the standard is I must I must meet ultimate reality before I recognize right and wrong and comment upon it, when will anyone right now within the sound of my voice be qualified to therefore comment on what is right and wrong? Never. Never. Not eight billion people on this planet. None of us will be qualified. See, that's the enemy talking. That's that is that you're accusing yourself now. You you've gone beyond self awareness. Like I, I practice self awareness. That's why at the church we used to belong to, I was on the preaching team, but I would not join like the elder board or anything of that nature. I didn't think I was morally qualified to do it. And I told them that when they asked. Self-awareness. But I also don't let it become an idol. That that, that now, now I just hang my head. I'm never good enough. I'm, I'm always under accusation. I'm Because then it just becomes, a, you know, since I'm always under accusation, and I'm never good enough. I must just go back and indulge in this over and over. It's right. That's the cycle the, the devil wants you in. That's demonic. That's why when I communicated this over the weekend and on Monday, I pointed out, I didn't live up to this standard. It is, though, the standard. I'm not the standard bearer. I'm not any standard bearer. But it's still the standard. And then we have to, but here's the thing, though. Why do these standards exist? this is why I pointed out what both sides of my life story born to a 15 year old mom grew up on government cheese and reduced lunches and food stamps. She then marries my stepdad who never really accepted me as his own and was very abusive. Any form of social science data shows you that a kid born in marriage to a loving mom and a loving dad is better off by any statistical variant or model than children who aren't. My life and birth is living proof. It's only because I believe God put a calling on my life that how many kids born to 15-year-old moms that were on government cheese end up where I am right now? That doesn't happen very often. And I wish I could take credit for it. Like I had this carefully articulated plan. No, dude. I was working... My wife and I are going to celebrate our 25th wedding anniversary here in a few weeks. When she married me, I worked in the mailroom at Blue Cross Blue Shield. Guys, I didn't have a plan. He just had a call. I tried to not answer said call. I have tried many times to blow said call up. Allie said to me this morning, you always have so much wisdom. I said, it's because I've made a, ton of <laughs> That's why. I made a crap ton of mistakes. That's why. I've made a crap ton of mistakes. That's why. I wasn't born with this. Otherwise, I would have made a lot different decisions because you know what? <clears throat> you would have thought I would have grown up as a as a product of the sexual revolution and its dysfunction. And that would have it drove me to some form of puritanism, right? No, I then became a byproduct of the sexual revolution. And indulged in it. Why? Because I'm a sinner. And so are every one of you. None of us is morally qualified to discuss these things. If the standard is don't have an impure thought about someone else lustfully ever, and that's his, and he gets to call that man. He earned it. I think you're in those stripes on the cross, right? He gets to to name his standard here and that here and that. Yeah, he can earn that one. He he gets to call it as he sees it. But if that's the standard though, I can't, dude, if you can live up to that, this is why he says, man, sometimes it's, it's metaphorical language. Pluck your eye out if it's causing you to do evil. That's how hard it is to live up to God's law. The point of God's law is not to turn us into moralists, but to turn us towards a savior. And it is that new identity that our savior gives us that then causes to not want bad things as often or as much as we used to because we're being changed from the inside out. And the reason why they're bad things is not because God thinks they're gross or vile or icky but because they hurt us. I don't want my kid playing in traffic because I'm allergic to pavement because I don't want to get hit by a car. I don't want a bad thing to happen. So we need to articulate why are we holding these moral standards? What is the purpose of this morality? Finally, she says... I feel that much like people mutilating themselves to change their genders, two guys using multiple women to artificially have babies is a similar butchery of humanity and disgraces our God-given gifts. But are these things also a result of the sense of entitlement that pervades society? For example, someone lives a lifestyle that makes it physically impossible for them to have children, yet they feel like they deserve kids. Or some guy chooses to be a girl, but then he also feels like he deserves to be on the girls' track team. Yes. This is why I said on Monday, I, I, I went back and, and listened to some of that and what I said. I, I'm, I can't frankly believe any of you thought that I went soft in that conversation. I mean, I just, I, I, I literally said the Dave Rubin conversation and the Leah Thomas conversation is the same conversation. Why? Because of what you're pointing out here, Katie, you nailed it. I, I, I'm, I'm missing that void. I want to experience this aspect of what it means to be human. And so, therefore, I'm entitled to it. We're not entitled to anything. We're not entitled to grace. The only thing we're all entitled to is hell. It's what we want. It's what we deserve. We're entitled to it. Thankfully... God comes along and offers us grace to crush our sense of entitlement instead. But, I, but you, you nailed it. They're the same story. That's why, I, did I not say on Monday, once we changed the marriage certificate, we were always going to change the birth certificate. Yes. That they're the same story. What, what's happening, though, is our inability to call out immorality and sin is not eroding our morality our morality eroded and that's why we no longer feel qualified to call these things out. Our buddy Jason Whitlock does things very similar to how I do things. He's just brutally honest about his faults because invariably the enemy or his minions, the minute you take any kind of moral stand will come and say, well, what were you doing last night? You don't have the right. You know, I don't. I don't. But it's not my standard. And then we have to ask ourselves, why did God, why did the God who invented the clitoris with 20,000 nerves? Why did he say, though, limit, limit the paths that you take advantage of this? Why did he do this? He's capricious. Hey, let me give them this orgasm, never ending orgasm machine and then tell them, don't indulge. So the God who spares not even his own son. That's his character? That, that's not his character, is it? No. No. So I think the cross is the ultimate proof that God will spare no expense to our good. None. Even though we are entitled to none of that. And yet he will, he will, he will, he will spare no expense to our good, even though we're entitled to none of his goodness. So no. That, you want a capricious God? Read a Quran. That's not to the character of the God of the Bible. This is because he cares and doesn't want us to experience things like blowing our families up and scandals and diseases. It's because he cares, guys. And my concern sometimes when we articulate these standards, it's because we want to make a point and not because we care. And the truth is, none of us are morally qualified to make any points. But we are morally qualified to show that we care. Hour two is next. All right, we're back with hour two, live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace here with Todders and Aaron McIntyre, all of you. Don't forget, you can email the show, steve at stevedace.com, D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, We Parlor, and Gab. Follow me at Steve Day Show on Getter and Twitter. Get clips of the show that are free to watch and then also free of all censorship when you go to rumble.com slash Steve Day Show as well. Again, that is D-E-A-C-E. And for those of you that are podcast listeners, thank you so much. We appreciate you and uh, you're a big reason for our show's continued growth and success. If you don't mind, please leave us a five-star review and then hit subscribe or follow. The more of you that do that, I don't know what it does. It just helps our fragile male egos. And thank you to all of you that have done that for us, each and every one of you already. You know, you got 360 places in your body from your neck down to your feet. These are called joints and they're really handy things the creator put in there to help us with Functionality and flexibility and movement. Unfortunately, as we get older, they can also become little pesky pockets of inflammation that cause that chronic pain, that lingering soreness and achiness that just won't let go. And that's why you're looking for an all natural anti inflammatory backed by a few decades of clinical research and also backed by my last couple of years of daily usage. It's called Omega XL. And if you want to try it today or try it again, you can buy one bottle, get a second one for free when you go to OmegaXL.com slash Steve, OmegaXL.com slash Steve, or call them at 800 you'd think I'd have this number memorized by now, 800-844-4888, that's 800-844-4888. And now without further ado at the bottom of the hour, the weekly profit of woe and lamentation, but until then, let's have fun while we can. It is time for some buy, sell, or hold. Aaron's got uh, from uh, you in the audience. All kinds of tasty nuggets, Todd, for you and I to decide, are we going to buy that? Are we going to sell that? Maybe even have uh, a good reason or 12 why. Once per episode, we will be allowed a hold. But if it's for any reason whatsoever other than that is incredibly lame, then you will have to verify with Lindsey Graham that he does indeed know what a man is.
2: That seems like a riddle that, gosh, that one seems like the most possible one to answer yes on some levels, but I know it's the opposite. So I, no,
1: the link you will have to go to. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'll stop. It's a
2: trap. Okay.
1: We are doing something a
0: little bit different huh? to start off today's buy, okay. sell or hold. Uh, if you're on uh, social media, media, you might have seen this little ditty making the rounds. This is from Duke University's Office for Institutional Equity. Their glossary of terms includes this ac- acronym, LGBTQQIP2SAA. Stands for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender. You get it. I'm not going to read the whole thing to you. I got to thinking, and others have noted, that looks a whole lot of like uh, you know, a shipping confirmation number, doesn't it? So we're going to play a little game here. Okay. All right. We're going to do rainbow acronym, order confirmation number, or hold. You ready? Okay. I've got 10 <laughs> strings of letters and numbers, and I'm going to read them slowly, twice. You have to buy if you think it's a rainbow acronym. You have to sell if you think it's a shipping confirmation number, Or there's really no hold in this game. I'm keeping track of each of your scores. Okay. And I'll let you know who won at the end. All right. Here's the first one. You understand the game? Right, everybody, good to go? Yep. Yes. 1MQI00I. 1MQI00I. Is that a Rainbow Jihad acronym or shipping confirmation? I'm going
1: shipping confirmation number. Rainbow Jihad.
0: LJG. Y R T I P Q.
1: I'm going Rainbow Jihad. Shipping.
0: E D 9 V G lowercase W uppercase G.
1: Rainbow Jihad. I was going to say Rainbow Jihad as well. Yeah.
0: Okay. 2 O 2 T W D E lowercase R.
1: Jihad. I'm going to say shipping on that one.
0: Okay. TN3EHXJ.
1: Shipping. I was going to say shipping too. Okay. Okay.
0: Uh, how many more of these do you want to do? We've got about five None. more. Let's do Let's do two more. Okay. DN, lowercase F, we uppercase U. We should do u. one more for six. Uh, there you go. That's okay. a good idea. All right. All right. Uh, speaking of six. So DNF, lowercase U, 6I2M. That has it's to Rainbow be a Jihad. shipping number. Has
2: to be shipping. Rainbow Jihad. Okay.
0: Uh, you were all varied on your answers and you were all wrong on all of them. Those are just random letters and numbers that I just <laughs> made up.
2: <laughs> save me, Lindsey Graham. Save me. We took it so
0: seriously, too, didn't we? Nice. <laughs> we'll move on. Rob Eno, our colleague here at Plays TV. Says uh, now that the Hunter Biden laptop is authenticated, Joe Biden will be the first president impeached, convicted and removed from office in January of 2023.
1: Nobody's talking about this. Uh, yeah. This is a joke, right? Right. Yeah. OK. okay. So, so.
2: So. So, I mean, he understands that this is less real than all the numbers and letters. Yes. You just <laughs> read. Us. Yeah. I mean,
1: that's why I had to pause. OK, because I'm like, I know Rob's a pretty smart guy. So I've, I'm being punked on this, right? I mean, he, 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 knows, he knows that those would be Republicans taking over, correct? So here's the thing. If, if they had not authenticated Hunter's laptop, I actually think the odds of Biden being impeached, maybe not removed, would have gone up. If it would have been a, fa- a false flag fake fight, that Republicans could have said, Yeah, we checked the box, and then Mitch McConnell would now that it's real, but it's, now that it's you you know, real and it's actually an impeachable yeah. if stuff. <laughs> now that they absolutely can't act, all right. So, I don't even think we'll even get an impeachment out of the house now because now we've got something real that they would be forced to act upon. Okay, so moving on.
2: I'm perpetually that Captain America gif where he just drops his head. <laughs> <laughs> Tell uh, me I'm wrong,
1: No, it's okay.
2: true.
0: Ah, uh, let's see. We'll go on to Chris Gobel, who says, Mount Rushmore of 80s movies soundtracks, Top Gun. Bye. Back mm. to the Future. Absolutely. There's like four
1: number one songs on that album. Yeah.
0: Footloose. Or Footloose is the one that has like four number yeah. one songs. Yeah. But yeah. And The Breakfast Club. Yeah. Says, Honorable Mentions, Fast Time at Ridgemont High, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Dirty
1: Dancing, and The Lost Boys. All right. Since there's nothing in his Honorable Mention that I think should take the place of what he's got on that list. that's a I'm, whole. I'm, is this a whole cloth buy? I might whole cloth by I'm wow. sure that we're forgetting something.
2: Oh, yeah. okay? We're definitely forgetting
1: something. I'm sure we're forgetting something. Because soundtrack albums were massive in the 80s. I, and it feels like we're forgetting something kind of obvious. Are we forgetting yeah. no, something I, obvious? I'm
2: certain we're forgetting something obvious, but that's the way it is with these lists. I mean, that's our our life. We could do we could forget four something obvious, and that would replace that. And if we saw that first, we would have, I don't think we would have thought of these. I mean, Simple Minds, they're not technically a one hit wonder, but they're pretty darn close to it. But that is like, that song, an all-time Don't Forget About Me, is an yeah. all time great song yeah. from a band who's, you don't know. I I know there was one other song that came after it that was okay, but didn't, but that song still comes on. And yeah. it is a point, like if I'm in my car and about to get out, just got to sit and listen to it.
0: Like, well done uh, chris
2: that,
1: yeah, all right that's yeah. well done okay
0: yeah. uh moving on jerry davis has an interesting list top five groups of any style of all time based on record sales top 10 hits and musical and cultural influence so he's actually providing some parameters uh for us which is uh which is good yeah. so he's got number five alabama i didn't realize so just this. doing got, group,
1: these are just groups, just
0: groups okay yeah. 40 yeah. number one hits for alabama
1: that's a I didn't smart, realize that. That's a smart take to put them on yeah. such a list. I like it. So, and I'm a big Alabama guy, so I'll buy.
0: Led Zeppelin sold between 200 and 300 million records.
1: You guys know I'm a, yeah. I'm a huge Led yeah. Zeppelin fan, so I will. And and they were the best selling act of the '70s, so I'll buy.
0: Uh, number three, Pink Floyd sold over 250 million records.
1: I mean, I don't. They, but I, I'm fine with them being on the list. There's no way they should be ahead of Led Zeppelin. I mean, when you look at total record sales, they're an all-timer. They should be higher on the list than Pink Floyd, but I'm okay with Pink Floyd being on the list. I guess so. Okay, yeah. kind of a force of nature. Yeah. yeah.
0: Number two, Glenn Miller Orchestra had more top ten hits than at sixty nine than the Beatles or Elvis.
2: I, I'm just buying this. This is it's kind of that's kind of an inspired this is a, choice. This guy too. has yeah. a metric. Yeah, it's data driven. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm going with it.
0: And number one, easily the Beatles.
2: Yeah,
1: Nothing I said. mean what, what they did in a, in a, what from 1964 to 1971. I mean that's just a seven year period. Nothing will ever touch that. Yeah.
0: Next up, we go to "Give Me Liberty or Give Me Comfort." Who says my super liberal college friend texting my conservative friends and uh, saying, "What do you think of Dan Crenshaw?" Seems like a real reasonable guy. Tells me
1: all I need to know about that. Ooh. Here's the thing. Um. I'm, I would have normally been all for this and I still think it is room to be, to at least have some spider sense tingling. Okay. Uh, But here's why I'm going to sell. And, and let me say this too, with another disclaimer that we should probably be the most suspicious we have ever been as a base of people. Fair. yes. Like just as a base, just just as a, just as a default setting. Suspicion should be on the highest alert of all time. But here's why I'm going to sell. I'm going to try to take a little bit of a nuanced position on this. I think there are a lot of people that didn't personally like Donald Trump, think Republicans only care about corporate America, that didn't sign up for an Aerosmith video at the NCAA women's swimming championships, well, the dude looks like a lady action.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: There's a lot of people I think that didn't like, don't like Trump and his act. Think Republicans only care about corporate America. That didn't sign up for um, uh, our babies uh, racist, as Cruz brought up yesterday to Judge Jackson from that Imram Kendi guy. Our white babies born racist. Okay. Um, i think we should give some room here that the level of crazy has offended a whole new level of americans and they and and remember they're hey uh, texas republicans just voted 70% to for greg abbott who doesn't defend their border does nothing really to defend their life and mask them outside there's low information voters all over the place including here on the right We cannot expect someone who in the past has never taken us and our ecosystem seriously to now all of a sudden be open to it and have a far more layered and informed understanding of, you know, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because the media is going to tell them that Dan Crenshaw is an acceptable moderate when the reality is Crenshaw, if he is who we think he is, Represents more of their pro-corporate, sell you out on the cultural issues, forever war, Republican that you can't stand already, right? Uh But unless you've really done your work on that. I mean, it would be almost impossible without about $20 million to beat Dan Crenshaw in a Republican primary. So if we're that low information on our own end about the people that we, about our own side, how low information would somebody who's just now realizing how crazy things are and they're getting, they're opening themselves up to the possibility that maybe, you know, this party's left them behind. You know what I'm trying to say here? Mm-hmm. Okay. Going right to, you know what, Rachel Maddow yesterday, I've had enough, you know, no, I'll even go more extreme. Dude, I was retweeting Keith Oberman affirmatively in his latest, I'm, I'm literally insane rant. And then I watch Leah Thomas go swimming among women, and I've just got to tune into Steve Bannon's war room. Very few people that are stable would make that kind of a leap in a short amount of time. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times this stuff gets gradual, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I think we need to leave some room for that because I, I do think there is a level of crazy here that's offended a whole new level of, and layer of people. That they might be looking for, okay, I mean, this guy's a veteran, he's got a cool eye patch, doesn't seem to hate me, likable, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's why I'm going to sell while I support the spirit of the suspicion that you are conveying.
2: I'm going to buy because in increasingly red state Iowa, I watched every single Democrat in both houses of the Iowa legislature vote uh, against the Save Girl sports bill. Every single one, it's a cult.
0: Next, we will go to Mike Dimico. Donald- oh, sh-
1: hold on, I hate to do this at li- live. Sure. The big screen over here went out. I can't. My eyesight's too bad. I can't read the little one. So, just so you guys. So, if I ask you to repeat a uh, an answer, that's okay. why. Okay.
0: okay. All right. Uh, Mike Dimico says Donald Trump has more in common with JFK as a president than Reagan.
2: I don't know that seems I don't think he has anything in common with either one of them.
1: Yeah, I'm going to I'm I'm going to sell on that. Because I I might actually think Reagan had more in common with Kennedy and vice versa than they do with Trump. And and I mean, Lord knows if we're talking about Kennedy, it certainly isn't on the character side, okay? That's not what I mean. I just mean we were generationally still in a place where there were agreed upon absolutes about what it meant to be an American and morality on some level. And Trump rose to prominence in an era where those things are completely gone now, okay? And so I actually think there's more comparisons, both Cold Warriors, uh, World War II. Um, I think there's more in common between Reagan and Kennedy than there is between... Yeah, Trump and either of the two because of those those generational circumstances.
2: Right. I think if Trump has Trump has more in common with Barack Obama
1: than those two guys for generational reasons. Yeah. Yeah. If any. Yeah, and you can make an argument that Trump's kind of the uh, or Obama is, depending on your perspective, the bizarro world version of the other in some respects. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah. 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 I get you.
0: Uh, let's see. Tyler Helfert says, "Is he's he's the guy who's always trying to cause division amongst uh, the brethren here." Martin Luther would be a better pope than
1: Francis. Oh gosh, that's true. I mean, that, that's an easy buy. That's an absolutely easy buy.
2: Well,
0: so well, it just I'm, depends yeah. from what perspective. If you are asking from a Catholic perspective, a guy who led the uh, the 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 Reformation. Being a better pope, I, I don't know. From a Catholic perspective, that's the guy that tore this, the church apart. Am I am I wrong about that? Todd, Martin Luther.
2: Uh, well, yeah, you can you can start there, but I I, I will sell. Not because the pope isn't fraught with issues, but you know Martin Luther. I mean any catholic word of salt is is you know martin luther he himself in his own time admitted he did not fully grasp what he had unleashed like it there the key like he, so he's like oh hold on that's not what i meant and these are like oh, no, sorry cat's out of the bag now and so now i've got to sell on that
1: oh i'm a buy all day and at least twice on sunday uh because um uh I think any Protestant with a rudimentary knowledge of the Bible is more Catholic than Pope Francis is. I think Pope Francis is a woke construct who speaks to certain elements of traditionalism as a means of politically um, manipulating and maintaining a veneer and a coalition. I
2: agree with you, but you just changed the question. It's about who would make the better Pope. That's a whole different ball of wax.
1: And yeah, you can't well, say I'm, a guy I, that,
2: uh, by the way, that doesn't matter at
1: all. Well, okay, I'm coming at it from my bias where I'm looking at this strictly through the lens of an orthodoxy. One guy was for it, the other guy's not. Win. all right, you're looking at it a little more holistically from a, um, uh, a liturgical ceremonial, traditional... Well, I'm Catholic. Because so you're Catholic, yeah, and I'm not. So that would make sense why we had those answers. Before we get to part two, of buy, seller hold. You know, the war going on right now uh, in Europe between Russia and Ukraine. Just the kind of chaos identity thieves love. And one of the easiest targets happens to be American homeowners. Uh, because a lot of those things nowadays, credit card companies do a phenomenal job, actually. Um, uh, both uh, charging you interest, but also making sure that uh, you're... Uh, charges on your card belong to you and then acting if they're not a lot of us have identity theft protection but one thing that doesn't get protected often are home titles that's the only thing that proves that the home actually belongs to us a lot of them are kept online which makes them vulnerable to identity thieves to go on there make it look like you've sold your home to them so that they can now begin tapping into your home's worth and equity make sure that doesn't happen to you and that's what our friends at home title lock do they try to prevent that from happening to you by putting a, putting a virtual barrier around your home's title to make sure that they keep track of any attempts to tamper with it whatsoever. If you want to protect your home's most valuable asset, go right now to HomeTitleLock.com to get more information and find out. Maybe you've already been a victim and you didn't even know at HomeTitleLock.com.
0: Moving on to uh, what bandits? says the best thing that could happen to society would be a huge cyber attack on every social media site crashing them into the pits of hell. We all all go back to socializing the way God intended.
1: Bye, let's try it. Yeah, I'm good. Terms are acceptable. I mean, the the best thing that would happen, I hate to do this, okay? Is this a Jesus, Jude? It is, but I think it needs to be done. I'm not trying to do this to be trite, but I, I think the best thing that could happen to society is look up for your salvation as nigh. Can we at least, let's start there. Well. Okay. Implied. All right. All right. I I know, but here's the thing. There's like nine people that if we don't <laughs> yes. explicitly say so, we'll all email. Blasphemer! Eat all yes. All right. So, it's not, so ri- it's not literally the best thing that could happen in society. Okay? It would help. It
0: might be the thing that but, would
1: cause us to look it, up. It, 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 well, okay. All right. So, you know what? Even If we're at the point that me, the ugly American, all right, um, if we're at the point that I'm like, at least entertaining this, then I think you have to buy. Yeah. Okay.
0: Next, we'll go to Flipper, who says the Saki po- uh, positive COVID test, coupled with the reemergence of Fauci in the news, is the beginning of the pivot to ensure mail-in voting in the midterms.
1: Oh, it's too early for that. So, um, they they cannot go back to this narrative right now. It, it's beyond unpopular. Like beyond unpopular, like nuclear war is like, considered like, yeah, more yes. popular. Yeah, I mean, guys, the 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 back to back clips of Lisa Wynn from the last six months that you just played, and in your Leanna. montage Leanna earlier, Mia yeah. Le- Wynn. Wynn. I'm sorry, what's what's her name? Leanna. Leanna huh. Wynn. I'm sorry, high priestess. Um, yeah, I mean, if, if, if that yeah. just, if she feels like she's got to gaslight her own material, that tells you. Did I not see that some major poobah at the DNC came out yesterday and said mask, I'm just tired of them. the masks, I've got to go. Okay, no. They can't this too soon. Doesn't mean that they won't do this. You know, um, I could foresee a scenario. <laughs> we get to September, October. Numbers don't get any better for them. And I could see some blue counties, you know, places like Washtenaw County, Michigan, Philadelphia County, Pennsylvania, Fulton County, Cobb County, Georgia, you know, places where we saw them board up windows and count votes for days within either swing or red states. I, I could see that. In, you know four or five months from now but right now right as the weather's getting warm and spring is here and people want to get back no way no no way no they're not gonna they didn't just do everything just to turn right around and go back there again doesn't mean they won't later but not right now no
2: yeah, i agree uh sell it's this is like the costanza jingle that he keeps just Whispering subliminally into the women's heads, and so finally they come around. <laughs> Great analogy. That's a co They they they, <laughs> they just need to make you know that they're not going away.
1: That's what I, I really is. do think also the timing of Fauci showing up out of nowhere after being gone for weeks has also at least as much to do with the fact that there was a lot of speculation that the reason he was hinting at retirement is out of fear of Republicans coming along, and so. I think that at least had something to do mm-hmm. with his ego stepping in and saying, Oh, I'm not afraid. I think that at least had something to do with it.
0: He's afraid. Um He should be. Yeah. Samuel Adams says, if the founders could see the country today, virtually all of them would be anti federalists.
1: Oh bye. Oh complete bye. Yeah. If anything, they might have um uh they might even have just said, Where are the evangelists? Uh we don't have time. Federalist, anti federalist, where are the where are the evangelists? I think they might have yeah. just done that. Thomas
2: Jefferson. I'd like to apologize about that whole Jefferson Bible thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I tried to pull my punches and know, uh, you need all the God, all the smiting, all the miracles. Yes. Oh, yes.
1: Yeah. Thomas Paine is still wrong. Yes. Yeah.
0: Rick Lair says Russia deploys a nuke by the end of April. Say that one again. Russia deploys a nuke by the end of April.
1: So. <coughs> so. I have a little birdie who has told me, this is the real reason we won't do a no-fly zone. That we really don't think they will shoot our planes down. That Putin doesn't want that direct level of provocation. But that the real reason we won't do a no-fly zone is because we're afraid that he would then turn right around and just come off the top rope with a tactical nuke and say, okay, I guess I got to end this thing tomorrow then. You know? Um, so, <coughs> ooh, pardon me. Sorry about that. Um. I'm going to sell because I th- I'm because I think that that is directly linked to the deployment of a no-fly zone and I don't believe there will be one. So that's why I'm going to sell.
0: Next up, we'll go to Brandon who says the USFL will last one season and be done.
1: I'm going to sell. Um because they're doing a different model than what's been done with these spring football leagues that weren't spring football leagues. The XFL, they, the they XFL were like XFL Valentine's Day
0: successful in the ratings. Yeah, I, um, I, before COVID came along. Correct.
1: Uh, I I think that um, first of all, this is an established brand. Number one, it's a brand that has been successful before. What happened is they tried to forge their way, like the CBA did into a merger, and the AFL did into a merger. Okay, so the CBA did that with, or the ABA, I should say, did that with the NBA, and then the AFL did that with the NFL. They tried, um, largely at Trump's leading, they thought they had the leverage now that they had established enough of a market that they could. And the NFL was weakened coming off the eighty-two strike year that they thought they could forge their way into a merger. And when the when that refused, they went to court. They won their case. Everybody keeps forgetting that. You remember that the USFL won the case, the antitrust case against the NFL. They won the case, here's the problem. The total amount of damages they were given was $1. They won the case, but they were given $1 in damages and so they if they couldn't get a merger and they didn't have that capital to liquefy or to you know them from a uh you know from a money standpoint um then they were done. So I I think that they will last longer than that. I think the time period they're going to play, April, May, June, when people start getting hungry again for football. Um, interest in baseball, frankly, happens twice a year, right around opening day, and then not again, really, until we get hardcore into the pennant races. There's a, there's a lot of programming and stuff that can fill those voids, and not a lot of other things going on. I, I disagree wholeheartedly. I'm going to sell.
2: I'm going to sell in for this reason. If it had nothing to do with this reason, I'd buy. buy, But I think it's probably because of gambling.
1: Oh, I didn't even think about it. That's a great point. Yeah.
2: I, and again, I, you know, Steve and Aaron doing this, these are men in full who I know well, and they are not consumed by this, but this is increasingly, if you just listen to sports radio, uh, it's, it's there is so little there there
0: need something other than it, baseball in to
2: the scratch average that cons- yeah. in in the baseball average sports is very consumer. difficult to gamble on yeah. guys and it's, they it's they the hardest sport to bet all these sports bros, they're just they they have no other part of their life. it's just obvious it's and it's why our country's in such dire shape so this is going to it uh, uh, scratch them where they itch and it's pathetic but that's why it's going to You
1: know I could have just actually just given that answer because that's that's probably the most true. Nothing, uh, your answer is more true than mine.
0: Yep. Three more in rapid succession. Tyler Morgan says Bob Saget didn't die from hitting his head on the padded headboard or carpeted floor of his hotel room. This is all a cover up of some sort. Total bye. Bye. Next, we will go to Sean Griffiths. America's peak was sometime shortly before 9 11 2001. It's all been downhill ever since. Bye. And then very, qu- very quickly, we have a Mount Rushmore of important and influential superhero films in order. Iron Man, The Dark Knight, Spider-Man, Superman.
2: Um, That Spider-Man,
0: Spider-Man, man, the one with Willem Dafoe, The Dark
1: Knight. No, oh, Spider-Man's got to go and you're missing the most obvious one. And that's Richard Donner, Superman, the movie. There may never have even been a superhero genre. Isn't that that yeah, one? that's number one. Oh, was one. that number one? I yeah. missed it. Okay, guys, I can't see on the screen. Okay, yeah. my bad. So there it is, number one. My all right. So I agree with the Dark Knight. Um, you know what? I think I'd put the Tim Burton Batman film there ahead of Spider Man Two because that sort of reinvigorated the superhero genre as a as truly marketable to mainstream audiences so i take spider-man with toby Maguire out of there and i'd put the tim burton 1989 batman in there instead but i like the rest of the list i put iron man number two it was that important it touched off the whole mcu i think i agree with you i put iron man number two there too all right good stuff hope we had fun because woe and lamentation is forthcoming Let me just say first and foremost, I am ashamed. I I think I have uh, had my child of the 80s card revoked. On a Mount Rushmore question of best soundtracks of the 80s, how did we forget Purple Rain? Arguably the best of all of them. That's like, oh yeah, Mount Rushmore of presidents. Um, And then you're like, oh man, we forgot, you know, Abraham Lincoln. Okay. Um, I'm ashamed. I know you are. Yeah.
2: No, I'm not.
1: I said we were missing something yeah, obvious. You should be. Uh, I'll, I'll speak for all of us here. To those of you that are texting and emailing me uh, to remind us about Purple Rain, we are ashamed. You're right. And I can't think of any way out of this hole that I've dug for myself. with such a pop culture uh, snafu, but then to tell you and remind you about our friends over at Rough Greens. Oh, thank God. I thought you were safe. I will now sing Doubt when Doves car Cry <laughs> Live on the air. Or darling Nikki. Uh no. Uh anyway. Um if you're a dog owner, you know that taking care of your pet means more than just giving it food and water. You love that little rascal. It's an important part of your family. It's health and it's happiness. Therefore, is important to you that's why we've been telling you for a while now about rough greens it's the supplement powder that you put into your pet's food for the same reasons that we're taking so many supplements these days because they take a lot of the vitamins and minerals and nutrients and things we need out of our food for mass distribution they do the same thing now with our pet's food too when it leaves the factory and your pet still needs all that good stuff just like we do that's why we buy so many supplements and now there's one for your pet you take this powder mix it in with your pet's food and You've restored it back to its full health and vigor. But you might be wondering, hey, what happens if my pet doesn't like it? How will I know? I take a risk. Don't. Just give you the first 14-day jumpstart bag for free. Now, you pay for the shipping because if you don't have any skin in the game, people have a tendency to just take things that are absolutely free and you know put it on the shelf next to the elf. All right, But we want you to try this for your pet. We really think your pet will like it, and it'll be good for your pet too. So go to roughgreens.com to take advantage of this deal. They spell it R-U-F-F for roughgreens.com. Or you can give them a call at 833-ROUGH-DOG. That is 833-ROUGH-DOG. No, Daniel. We are efforting the profit of woe and lamentation. Now, Frankly, I'm a little concerned. Not like him uh, to miss out on the opportunity to spread his unique form of joyful uh, misery. Right. So we will effort with Daniel until then. In the meantime, we'll continue on with Buy Souther hold.
0: Tiny Johnny says the LGBTQIA will add the P in less than two years.
1: What's, see, I don't even know what half these letters stand for, P guys. would be for pedophile. pedophile. Oh. In how many years? Less than two. Oh, this is he, the easiest buy Oh, ever. yeah, absolute buy. I thought he said five. No. That's mm. why I was going to sell. So I'll buy Well, I'll buy but I
2: don't think it'll be it'll be some other letter that means euphemism. That yes, yeah,
0: yeah. yes. Yeah. Elliot Evans says Trump's rollout of Truth Social is less competent than his handling of COVID. Ouch.
2: Oh, that's hard to do. So I got to sell I'll on sell. the merits. Yeah. yeah, I mean,
1: one thing is dramatically more important. Yeah, than the other. I I am concerned though that if there's this much issue with signups. How much issue is there going to be with daily traffic? Okay.
0: I think this was supposed to be, if I'm reading this right, this was supposed to be an anticipation building time, but that was not communicated. Ah. Uh, Instead, people so were frustrated. Open, yeah, kind of. I don't think this is going, I don't think this is not going according to plan for Truth Social. I think they anticipated this to be kind of a build-up in anticipation time. All of these users who can get on there get to talk about what it's like over there. Right. Instead, people are like, I can't even sign up. It's already broken, and they're frustrated. Uh, that's my read of it, anyway. Okay. Uh, Sean Robinson says, The Blaze and the Daily Wire need to advertise on
1: Fox. I don't know that they would take... I can't speak yeah. again for Daily Wire. I don't, I don't know they take our ads. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think I mentioned this last year. My, I can't remember if I mentioned it not, uh, um, on the show or not, but I'll tell you now. Uh, last summer... Um, our publisher was willing to spend a not insignificant amount of money advertising Fauci and bargain on Tucker Carlson show. And we even produced the ad. Do we have a copy of that anywhere? Do you? Yeah, it's somewhere on the computer. Okay. Not easily accessible to play for people. Fine. Cause it's pretty benign. It's, it's, yeah. it's a 30 second ad with a cover of the book and a description of the, what the book is. And Technically, they still have not rejected the ad. They agreed to take the ad. They just ghosted. They just ghosted. Yeah, they agreed to take the ad pending seeing the ad. It's Really professional. And, and we agreed on the rate and everything. We even had the ad schedule down. Do you remember this? Of course. Yeah. And then they, then once they got the ad, they just ghosted us. And after a few weeks of going back and forth, their ad buyer was like, we've never seen anything like this before. Never, never seen this sort of a long approval approval process, and so after a few weeks, we just kind of gave up. But they never actually gave us an official "we can't run that ad" or "we will run that ad" after agreeing to the rates and the ad schedule. Okay, so uh, there you go.
2: Had this been as obvious as you say it is, Fauci and bargain sales would have, I don't know what, doubled, triple. Doesn't even see. It. Enough. They they if they don't that it, that was a perfect example of what they it, they they would need to then be accountable on some level to what we are talking about over there. They've got their whole narrative over there.
1: And it was nothing about the jabs. In fact, that that controversy hadn't even really even begun no. until we got into the fall and we started seeing some of the delta efficacy numbers collapse. And then that's what then it was right when the delta efficacy numbers collapsed that we started actually getting uh the mandates Uh so it seemed like hey now that we're showing you this thing doesn't work now we're going to mandate it on Uh you right that's when that's when that true battle began and that's when we came out with fauci and booster this was well before that and it was all based on the content that was in the book which was again there wasn't even very much on the origin of the virus in the book because we didn't know a lot of this stuff at that time we allude to it but much of it was just discrediting that lockdowns and masks don't you know actually work when they don't okay and so last what was it um I think it was like in June, if I remember right, because we were timing this out like over a Father's Day week. Yes, that's what it was. It was over a Father's Day weekend. We were going to do a, a, or Father's Day, the week leading up to Father's Day. Like it, We had set up a, a whole separate URL. So if you wanted to buy the book for your dad for Father's Day, you could just buy it directly from us to make sure it got delivered to you and everything on time. I mean, we set up, we spent, I mean, yeah. this was there was a whole thing set up around this. And they agreed to the rate. They agreed to the schedule. We sent them the ad, which Aaron and I produced ourselves. And then they just ghosted us from there.
2: The other problem, listen, th- let's face it. If Fox advertised both the Daily Wire and us on there a regular a basis, Fox. everybody would realize that we have better talent than they yeah, do. Why am I, <laughs> why
1: am I watching um, Sean Hannity. When I could watch Michael Knowles, who's seventy-five yeah. times smarter. Yeah. Why, why would I do that? Right.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, and there. I mean, I know that they have guys like us. Well, I. Th- I. My theory is that Tucker snuck in. They didn't anticipate that. No, they, they thought. Not. They yeah. thought they were hiring the Tucker that was you know the the bow tied. Libertarian from the from the MSNBC and CNN in the '90s and early 2000s. He, he totally
2: Trojan horse. No, du- yeah. no he doubt. No doubt. work in there for how long?
1: No just doubt. Just popping up on different shows. No doubt he did. And now they're screwed because yeah. they can't get rid of him. Okay, because if he if they got rid of he him, is right if he is Fox. He is Fox. If they got rid of him, any of us would literally break the bank. Like if if they got rid of him and he was a free agent, and our and our CEO Tyler came to me and said. Uh, we're going to have to let you and several people go to bring Tucker in. I wouldn't even argue, bro. I'd be like, I totally get it. All right. I mean, that, that's, he has them by, there's by the short hairs and then there's the leverage that Tucker yeah. Carlson has. Yeah. Okay. Um, but there's a reason why when they bring in a Levin and especially to an even more nth degree, a Bongino, there's a reason those guys are on the weekends, guys. Okay. There's a reason they're on the weekends. Could you imagine, could you imagine Dan Bongino after Hannity's vapid, barely scrape, uh, you know, the 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 top of the uh, algae line, G- Team GOP content, and now Dan Bongino on, uh, I know I, that would people would be like, uh, why is he on an hour earlier, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so that goes to your point too. Yeah, yeah.
0: Anarcho Motorist has this. Cantagi Brown Jackson would not have been the pick, no matter her background. If her name was Kathy Jackson,
1: sell, sell. Is he saying because this is perceived to be a quote unquote more black name? Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and white people don't typically name their people Kintenji. Okay, I.
0: Oh no, that would be. I, this is a total buy for me. Total buy. Oh, you 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 do buy into that? I do. I I okay. total yeah yeah. If they can get if they can get. Somebody who sounds more black to this their mind. More, this sounds that's more. That's totally
1: on brand for progressive. This anything. sounds more intersectional. You know what? On that level of shouting, if your name
0: ain't Contagious, you ain't black. Does that sound okay. familiar? You know what,
2: dude? Just because, Aaron just was like, "No, this will not stand." Yes, I got to give it up.
1: You, you just steved me. I get it. I get it. And I and I I, I acquiesce. Like the most on brand
0: Joe Biden thing ever. <laughs> Ryan says the most obnoxious thing about March is every personality or entity online that makes a bracket of whatever comes to mind. So you got all sorts of different brackets. I I don't,
1: I like brackets. No, the most annoying thing is doing multiple brackets and then with every conceivable, with multiple conceivable scenarios. Then if you win in one claiming you're some kind of sage, that's the, no. that's the most annoying the
2: thing. The most annoying thing about March is what Steve gets annoyed by way too early in January it's this is supposed to be getting close to spring now. And like today, tonight, there's going to be like flurries and it's going to be like 30 degree. That's the most annoying thing. Yeah,
1: about Preach, brother. I turned the heat back on. I was holding out, man. It's getting real. I was, I was holding out and I'm finally wife's looking at me through the fog of her own breath and she's like, all right, man, fine. Mr. Cratchit, we'll throw another log on the fire. I just, it wasn't that I, w- I wanted the house to be cold. I just didn't want to give in. I knew what it meant. All right. But, yeah, I had to give in and turn the heat back on uh, this morning or last night. Uh,
0: Another one from Jerry Davis. Iran, or Iran if you're fancy, already has nuclear weapons and is just waiting for the right time to use them. Time is on their
1: side. I'm going to sell. Subtlety has not ever been the Iranian regime's jam. They have been severely hurt economically. And even more so, geopolitically embarrassed to see virtually in the Trump years, the entire Arab world align, uh, most of the Arab world, I should say, align with the U.S. and against them. Um, I, I, if they had that kind of leverage, if they had the ability, um, I mean, guys, this is a country that teaches their 11-year-old boys um, wait a year before you start puberty and then we'll teach you how to walk the minefield. And if you die, Allah will welcome you with your 40 virgins. I, I just, I don't buy that. I think if they had the ability to scare the hell out of people with something, they would have done it already. They're terrorists. Terror is a is a synonym for scare. If they could scare us, they would.
2: I find that a compelling answer, but I'm just thinking, I'm buying only because if you told me tomorrow, oh, by the way,
1: Iran has nukes, all of us would like, yeah. That's on brand. And I agree with that, too. Throw another shrimp
0: on the bar. But that wasn't the question. Yeah.
1: The question was, they've been hiding it the whole time. Yeah, yeah. If, the, if the question was, if tomorrow you found out that Iran was hiding nukes the whole time, would you? then I would say, you know what, right now, fine. But you asked me something in, in a an purely analytical, and I just can't break out of my analytical box. I'm sorry. Got
0: it. Okay. Uh, Andy says, the Swamp and World Economic Forum already have a handful of crises queued up and ready to go after COVID in Ukraine.
1: Bye. I'll buy that. Yeah. I can totally buy that.
0: Um, that's the last one I had here. Uh, there was another one. There was another one about Lindsey Graham that I was going to read here, but I, I I lost it, so you guys can talk for a little bit.
1: Probably means it wasn't appropriate then. Uh, it let was me about
0: t- um, uh, COVID boosters being in the form of suppositories. Like I said. Oh, here it is. Yoda Sensei. You you ready for this? No. Okay. Lo- Lindsey Graham advocates her fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh rounds of boosters after Pfizer announces availability of suppository form of its very own uh, preparation age.
1: Well, I mean, I know Lindsey Graham has been anxious to get over and be a part of an official delegation to China where they are doing anal swabs for tests. So there you have it. Todd, your thoughts. Chris Daniel. Thank you. Uh, Someone had to bring the woe and lamentation. So let's finish this thing with a Lindsey Graham reference, you know, trying to sell your home in any economic environment can be challenging but especially in these unprecedented times. Bing. Thank you. Uh, you, need, you need to make sure that you go in with uh, with a real estate agent that you can trust. Number one, trust to realize they work for you and not you for them. Okay. But then two, um, can also add uh, success as a track record as part of that customer service record as well. Where would you find such an agent? It seems almost impossible unless you go to this website. Can't make it any easier then go to realestateagentsitrust.com. That's a company started by Glenn Beck and some of his associates because, well, they ran into real estate agents they couldn't trust. Uh, They wanted to stop doing that. They didn't want us to have to do that. So just about anywhere you want to move to or from here in the good old US of A, we can help you find one at realestateagentsitrust.com. All right, I mentioned at the top of the show that, and we're going to tape the overtime here in just a few minutes after we get done today. Speaking of the Daily Wire, Megan Basham from Daily Wire is going to join us uh, for uh, this conversation, but I put up a poll question right before we went on the air, and I asked the audience, "Who do you, are Twitter following, who do you trust more, Sean Hannity or Joe Rogan?" Guys, final results just came in. In two hours, we had almost three thousand people vote in this, in almost two, in just in just about two hours. Don't comment on these results because that's what the overtime is for. Mm -hmm. All right. And I won't give the specific number. In fact, let's let's do it this way. If I had put this poll up in 2018 or 19. Who would have won, do you think?
0: I would have said who is Joe Rogan, probably.
1: That would have been my answer. I didn't, like I said, guys, I didn't know Rogan had a podcast until COVID. I seriously didn't even know. 2018, we ask the audience, who do you trust more, Sean Hannity or Joe Rogan? It's Hannity. It's Hannity. By a lot, do you think?
0: Well, yeah. At that time, um, well, maybe it was 2019, but at that time, I mean we we talked yeah. about um, Bob Lazar. His appearance on the Joe Rogan podcast, that's the Area right. 51 guy.
1: That's right. We did so do that. So that's kind of our frame okay. of reference. So, that, that, so that's kind of when my knowledge then of the Rogan having a podcast. Actually, yeah. I forgot about the Bob. But, it, are but that's,
0: the, that's the, I mean, I'm sure he was yeah, I mean, advertising mushrooms and stuff that back then well, too. That's so.
2: the height of, remember, he, he was already waning Hannity, as you've explained on the show. But Trump actually lifted him back yeah, up. Yeah, and that's there's a the reason why Hannity,
1: Hannity was waning. He'd been moved down the yeah. dial- um, he glommed on to Trump because he yeah. recognized a thing when he saw one, right? So
2: people definitely would have trusted him, are they?
1: Well, yeah. let's just say that those numbers aren't necessarily true any longer, as we will discuss here in the overtime that we're about to record for Blaze TV subscribers. For the rest of you, we'll see you tomorrow, noon to 2 Eastern, right after Glenn Beck. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.